What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Booth, where your go-to podcast for all things pertaining to events, where we literally have you covered from A to E. So it does not matter if you're an attendee, if you're a bride, if you're a coordinator, if you're a DJ, everybody else, when it comes to events, we literally have you covered. Now, today is a simple question with a very simple answer. It is, where do you find your vendors? The answer, everywhere. But if you really want to dive into more, keep listening. Let's go. Now, I told you right now we're focusing on everything, especially getting the fact that we're at wedding season. So everything's like wedding focused right now. I mean, if you look at your social media feeds, aside from everything going on in the world right now, (laughs) basically boils down to being wedding focused in a lot of a lot of ways, whether it be somebody that, you know, getting engaged, somebody that, you know, getting ready to get married, somebody that, you know, doing a bridal shower, somebody that, you know, just about to tie the knot and you know counting down in five more days until I say I do and 974 days until you know I get to marry my best friend all that good fun stuff so we are literally pouring all of our energy and effort and attention into weddings right now and like I said at the top of the show like where do you find your vendors is a very basic question but it's also the very start of everything so if you're a bride getting ready to get married if you're a coordinator who's like this may be your first rodeo there are so many options when it comes to where you can find your vendors which is why the simple answer is literally everywhere however now it's a little more layered than that a little more nuanced and a little bit more complex than just that because where can you find everybody you know that you're looking for photographer videographer dj band caterer florist you know, where can you find all these people? Literally everywhere. Social media, um, websites, search directories. Literally, you can find them everywhere. However, I've come to kind of, in my own researching, there there are certainly tiers to the caliber in what you're getting from the people that you're looking for. Now, we know we talked on a couple of episodes and a couple of bonus episodes and mobile tips about how it is important to really be able to connect with your vendor and really lock in with your vendor so you're actually getting the right person because not everybody who's good is necessarily going to be good for you if you have somebody whose reviews that you read and you know they did a phenomenal job at the party that you're reading the review on or they did a phenomenal job at the reception that you're reading this review on but you do more research and that wedding reception was predominantly more latin based latin focused and they wanted more salsa merengue bachata you know all that kind of stuff like you know sorts of genres for when they open the dance floor you may be like but i'm more of a country person myself so i need more country i need more like rock i need more and that person their foray may or may not be able to switch gears from what they did at the review that you're reading such high regards about to what you're particularly looking for. So which is why, again, you got to be able to find them anywhere that you can and then also kind of evaluate if they're really the best person for you or the best team for you because some people, you know, they don't work individually. They are not necessarily solopreneurs, but some are, you know, entire businesses and entire teams. So you literally, again, you know, you got to really evaluate what you're getting, the needs that you're working with. And again, I'm going to share some honest uh, 
mistakes that I've made and hopefully you'll be able to learn from it and kind of get some insight from that and be able to carry over to your event just fine. Now, the very first place that you can find uh, vendors is actually at your venue. Some venues are have all-inclusive packages involved where, you know, they'll supply you with a coordinator um, on the day of your wedding. They'll, you know, they're bringing or they have their preferred uh, DJs. Um, they have their preferred florist. They have, you know, a list of photographers that are quote unquote in-house that they're able to utilize. Um, so that is a, a very basic place to start. And there's definitely value in that because it's more bang for your buck. Uh, you're paying all this additional money for this all in package, but you don't have to worry about actually having to go out and then find the prices and then renegotiate your budget and look at how much you have left to spend. Okay. You spent, you know, $8,000 on the venue, you know, $3,000 on the photographer, $4,000 on the caterer, you know, $2,500 on the florist. So how much money does that left leaving your budget for the DJ? So that's one definitely benefit that it definitely leaves, give you that peace of mind. However, on the flip side of that same thing is that not all in-house DJs are really that good, to be honest. Some are absolutely phenomenal. That's how they got. That's how they became preferred vendors, um, because they work well with the venue that you are doing your ceremony at. So they've done multiple weddings for them over multiple seasons, maybe even over multiple years. So they, the venue now has a level of trust. So if you're looking at a reference point. If they trust them, it's like, okay, I should be able to trust them. But again, like I said, not all in-house vendors are necessarily really good. It doesn't guarantee that they're they're going to be good. So that is why you still have to be able to lock in and look at and evaluate how they all set up and how they all perform and how they were all able to do the various weddings that they have all performed for this venue. Some literally just play you know from spotify some just literally show up with a basic lens camera take a few shots a few angles and they bounce i can tell you for a fact the my personal um least favorite coordinators to work with are the in-house coordinators they're the ones that are trying to like push everything through let's hurry up let's do here's the timeline we're doing like everything like back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And then we open the dance floor because once you open the dance floor for them, if there's nothing else for them to do, they're gone. So it behooves them to do everything early. And that way they're off and cause they're, they're paid a set salary. You you're paid a set amount for their service. They're not paid by hour. So for them, they can go off and enjoy their night, go home, go out with their friends or whatever. If you're done at like eight o'clock, and then you're opening up the dance floor at that point in time and your reception ends at 10, they get out two hours early. They're gone. Those are just some of the ones that I personally have dealt with. That does not mean that all of them are like that. But that is, again, one of those factors that you have to take into consideration when you're dealing with in-house, you know, vineyards. For them, I've also experienced for, you know, being an outsider <laughs> who's been brought in to DJ at a, venue that has their own um djs and things like that is that it's also very like they're there they're there just to collect the check like you're just event number 475 for them 
is not about, oh my God, we're doing this really special thing for Marcos and Maria or, you know, for Jill and Sam or whatever. It's not about you. It's about, oh, just another event. Check it off. Okay, we're off to the next one. So those are some of the pros and the cons of finding your vendors through your venue. Now, another place that you can go, I would honestly say probably the top tier in all honesty falls under Wedding Wire and like the Knot. If you're looking for a photographer, if you're looking for a videographer, you're looking for a DJ, going to that place because they are saying, hey, I'm very specifically focusing on this market. I'm very specifically focusing on this clientele. And so even inside of that, you have to really evaluate what you're getting and who who they are. Um, being on the inside of it, I can't tell you how many times, like, you know, I talked to like some of the marketing people and they're like, yeah, you know, you pay this extra money and, you know, you're going to be in the top, the top and you're going to get all these gigs and all these events that did not play out according, according to plan. But if you're paying X amount of dollar, you're paying high amount for a higher visibility. That just means you have more money for your marketing budget as a vendor. So does that necessarily carry over, carry over and mean that they are high quality or high caliber no it does not it also can mean that through generic um reach they were able to kind of rank higher now here's going to be the big question if they're number one or number two or maybe even number three in the search but they only have like 40 comments or less or you're looking at like oh they only have 12 comments okay yeah you're probably so high up because you're paying for it Again, does not necessarily mean that it's a bad thing. But if you're looking at them and you're looking at their profile and they have, you know, 100, 200 reviews, there's a that's a lot of feedback. You got to remember, if you're looking at that and you're saying, okay, even if 100, since that's just a nice round base number, if 8%, you know, 8 reviews out of that 100 are bad. This DJ sucked. This photographer was horrible. This, you know, videographer did not know what he was doing. That still leaves 92% or 92 reviews that are saying, hey, this person is really, really good. So you can actually weigh that more into your consideration to reach out to. Again, go back and look at the bonus one that we did earlier, this, um, earlier talking about you have to connect with your vendor and how it is important to connect with your vendor. So still forging that connection is very important. However, putting these sort of things in places, it kind of creates that filter of saying, okay, you're not even, we're not even going to make it to the, I'm going to reach out to you to potentially do my wedding. If you know, these, this level of criteria is not met. That way you're already doing a lot of weeding out and you're not wasting your time, increasing your stress and overloading your yourself with just information overload or <laughs> what else they call it? Um, analysis by paralysis or paralysis by analysis. You know, you're analyzing all of these different people, you know, literally say, you know, if they don't have X amount of, of reviews and you're going through these reviews, plus also, again, 100 reviews. Even if A say this person's horrible, that still gives you 92 reviews to look at. And it also shows the potential of 92 very different events, very different receptions, very different couples, very different set of circumstances and scenarios and families and and weather and 
location. It gives you a much broader perspective of what this person can very potentially do. Now, if they have that much range, that shows they have a lot of experience, which shows that, you know what, this might be a good person to sit down and talk to. Now, this is not a plug for Wedding Wire in any way, shape, or form, nor the not in any way, shape, or form, but that is definitely a directory that you can utilize real quick and say, hey, for my wedding, I can look for this caliber of vendor strictly off of this directory because they have such a wide range and you get to see who services your area. For example, I'm in Southern California and there are some, you know, differences and nuances between San Diego County, Orange County, LA, Inland Empire. There's just in that San Bernardino County, Riverside County, just in those counties, there's such a difference in dynamic and expectation and clientele. I mean, literally, if you go to like the Corona area, like Corona, um, Corona Hills, going out to like Chino, Chino Hills, those are some people with some money. So there is a higher expectation level of what they're expecting the person to bring. If you're talking about Orange County, again, same thing, deeper pockets, larger household medium income of six figures more than likely. So you're dealing with a large, much larger budget. So people also are very peculiar about how they spend their money. And if they're spending their money and they're spending $3,000 on a photographer, you better be a very, very phenomenal photographer because the details in which you pay attention is immaculate. Whereas, again, let's go Riverside County, San Bernardino County, so basically Inland Empire, you go that direction, if you're doing it more for more than $800, it's like, oh, you're too expensive. But you give that same quality, that same caliber of what the vendor brings in that other market, and they literally roll their eyes and look at you like, what is wrong with you? Why are you so cheap? Why are you so inexpensive? You must not be good. So, again, you have to also weigh against, one, your budget, two, kind of your aesthetic you know who's paying for all this where you're doing this at again if you're doing it in a you know a family member's backyard yeah you may not be trying to pay or you may not even have the budget to pay three thousand for a photographer you know three thousand for a dj three thousand for a caterer three thousand for floors i'm just throwing the number three thousand just to be base <laughs> just to give a nice base um you may not have that budget to be able to do so so you may be able to say hey you know i need some people that can facilitate at a high level still nonetheless but do it for more like 500 800 maybe a thousand dollars it all depends on, upon those various aspects as well because remember it's your wedding day there's no right or wrong way to do your wedding day but where do you find the people that you're looking for to facilitate your wedding that is a whole different ball game so you have the venue itself especially if it has an all-inclusive option you have major directories such as the wedding wire or the knot you have the next probably layer or tier would be, in my personal opinion, social media. <laughs> As a DJ, I can't tell you how many times like people have been like, "Oh, you know, my cousin's a DJ. Oh, my, you know, my cousin's best friend's niece, niece's nephew is a DJ. You know, everybody got a friend of, of a friend of a friend of a friend that's a DJ or that's a photographer or you know somebody who's just oh they can cook. You know, you know they 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 can they can cook." So, <laughs> Does it mean that they're the right person for you? No, it doesn't. But again, word of mouth is still probably the most powerful 
method of of just marketing that there still is because for you as you know the bride you as the person who's about to have this wedding no greater trust is quickly established than that of people that you know that of people that you already have a relationship with that of people that you know you can kind of trust and if it goes sideways you can when you see them at the next gathering, you can sock them in your shoulder for referring that person. Um, I'm not condoning violence, but it it has that much more tangible, close to home connection factor that necessarily going through a list from a venue or even going through a a, a directory provides. So what are you going to do? Where can you go? You put it out there. Just simply ask. You know, put out the DM or put it on your 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 TikTok or put it on your your Instagram stories or do a fun reel or something like that or you know posting it post it on your Facebook or on your Twitter whatever. Hey, um, getting married on X date, looking for X Y Z, looking for a photographer, looking for a DJ, looking for videographer. Any recommendations? And you know your quote unquote friends, your followers, your you know whatever they are going to like hit you real quick with recommendations oh my god you should hit so-and-so they're phenomenal they'll and on top of that they'll tag that person which again allows you to kind of do your homework beforehand to see if this person actually is really really good for example again i know i talk about him a lot one of these days i'm gonna get him on here for an interview but (laughs) if you're like okay looking for a dj oh my god you know at dj adrian Morindon or at adrian Morindon is phenomenal I tagged him. So you're going to click on his on his handle. Let's say we're using Instagram. You click on his Instagram. You look at it and you see like all of these photos, all of these little clips from various weddings that he's done, various setups that he has. Oh, he did this wedding and it had lighting like that looked like this. Oh, he had he did this this um, vow renewal for this 50th wedding anniversary and he made it look like that. Oh, I really like that. Oh, I like the lighting. Oh, I like the uplighting. Oh, I like the setup. Oh, it's very clean. Oh, you know, again, it does not speak to his musicality. Me personally, knowing the man, great music, great musicality, great DJ, technician. The dude is actually amazing. But just even off of the imagery, like you're visually stimulated. So now you can say, hey, for this backyard wedding at my aunt's house, I wonder what he will be able to bring to it. So it doesn't look like just an affair in my aunt's backyard. Or if you want it to look more homely, more rustic, you know, looking at someone's thing and saying, hey, oh, they just brought a, ta- you know, a decent table, some speakers, you know, some lighting and yo, it was good. All right. That's what I need. That gives you kind of, again, what you need. And then you can reach out to that person directly, you know, hit them up, shoot them a DM, you know, if they have their link or their questionnaire attached to their to their bio or their phone number. You know, reaching out to him saying, hey, I'm getting married on X date. Just kind of curious, how much do you charge for, you know, a six hour reception for a five hour reception, you know, in X county or in X city at a home or at a hotel or at a ballroom or wherever you're getting, you know, you're getting married or slash doing a reception. That opens up the dialogue. Then you can start to say, okay, this person can bring all of these aspects and all these services. Oh, you know what? I really want to have a gobo with our name on it. I want to have a very 
elegant, immaculate affair. Or A, again, I'm doing this at Aunt Susie's backyard and I don't need like gobos and things like that. I need some decent lighting, great quality sound, and somebody to basically, you know, facilitate, kind of pass the day along, make a couple of announcements and we're good. You get to kind of see, again, from their social media presence, if that is indeed the case. I personally am shooting myself in the foot because my social media sucks in this regard. Again, I told you, I'm going to be honest. So because my social media isn't necessarily the greatest to reflect everything that I do and that I bring to the table, yeah, it's detrimental to me actually wanting to continue to build business because I've heard somebody say and multiple vendors say from multiple events, whether it been um, collegiate sport events or weddings or uh, corporate functions, they're literally like, you know, IG especially is the new business card. And it really, really is because you're basically, you're posting not just, you know, this is my business information. You're posting your resume, so to speak. I've done this wedding, this wedding, this wedding, this wedding, this wedding, this wedding. These are pictures and images of me and the bride and the groom. Look how happy they are. Oh my God, look how they look happy. I want to be that happy. I want to call this person to see if they can do my wedding. Those are literally the types of things that, that go through our mind as just as consumers. So if we're playing these these things, you know that again, that word of mouth, putting it out there, putting out fillers and saying, hey, I need people. Is there anybody that you would recommend? And then again, that's when word of mouth comes out of the woodwork. Oh my God, dude, remember when you were at my wedding? I was so happy with my photographer. I was so happy with my florist. I was so happy that someone so stepped in and was actually facilitating as a coordinator, which let everything go so smooth. Oh my gosh, as an attendee, I did not know that. Good to know. You still got their information? Yes, I do. Let me go ahead and reach out to them. Those things are so simple that literally some of the legwork is being done for you as far as where you can find your vendors for your wedding, for your wedding reception, for your ceremony. Plain and, plain and simple. Simply put. Um, I would say the very last place, maybe the bottom tier, so to speak, would be like your various forms of like Craigslist. Craigslist, Gig Salad, those sorts of directories. Because um, again, that's where you're playing with your budget. It's one of those like, oh, I need a DJ, but basically I need a DJ for $250. Or I need a I need a photographer. I need a photographer for two hundred and fifty dollars. I need a you know I need a florist, but I need all the decorations and the centerpieces and everything done for two hundred and fifty dollars. You might just need to go get your budget together, to be honest, because <laughs> you do get what you pay for. Because on one aspect, somebody who does what they do, who this is their livelihood, this is their business, this is their brand. And so for more for most clients, they're paying, you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars for their services. They're not gonna do it for two fifty. They might do it for you as a friend, as a solid, take a pro bono here and there, just you know, to be generous, to be nice, you know, write it off as a as a donation of time. But more than not, no, they're not gonna do it. That's that's a detrimental that's detrimental to them, to their time. Why am I going to do a $250 event for you when I can do a $2,500 event, you know, for this person on the exact same day? And then the flip side about it is just market arguability. 
um, more people that take those sort of $250 listings, they start to drive down the market because you're like, hey, you know, I had a so-and-so do this for me for 250 Well, they did it for 250 Maybe they can do it for me for 200 And so it drives down the overall parts of the market and then it's, it's detrimental to the quality overall. But that's just a completely different podcast altogether. But for this one, you get what you pay for. So literally, I mean, there's that picture that shows up and I literally seen somebody do this before. They show up, they're the, they're the quote unquote DJ and they literally have like this old janky CD player, um, an auxiliary cable and a laptop. Like that's their quote unquote DJ setup. No, do you really want that? Now, I'm not saying they can't rock the party because they could probably rock the party. But if they're not investing in solid equipment, they're probably not investing in them themselves as far as like their craft. And if they're not investing in themselves as far as their craft, they probably not going to they probably can't perform. Just saying that makes some people mad. I do apologize. Just trying to be just trying to be honest here. So you have to, again, weigh all of these aspects when you're trying to say, where do I find the people to do my wedding, do my reception? You can start off with, and honestly, the second and third one, they're kind of interchangeable. You can start off with, you know, all-inclusive package from the venue itself, more bang for your buck. You're paying $4,000 for the venue, but it's an all-inclusive package, which means you're for $4,000, you're getting the venue, you're getting a photographer, you're getting a DJ, you're getting a florist, you're getting a coordinator, all for four, for four grand. That's literally what, about $1,200 each? That's peanuts. You're just paying sometimes $4,000 for the venue. And then you still got to add another $1,200 for the other factors themselves or three thousand for the photographer fifteen hundred dollars for the dj you know a thousand dollars for the day of coordinator or three thousand dollars for the wedding coordinator it's it's a lot it's a lot to take in it is a lot to process so you can simplify it and go all in with the venue if you have a venue that offers all those services in a package um honestly i would probably argue and say do word of mouth second Uh, Because again, you know, it's coming from trusted sources. It's coming from people that you know, people who are giving, that you trust giving their recommendations. And then of course, as you're doing your research upon those recommendations may prove themselves to be very fruitful or prove themselves to be very not so good after all. And again, it's all about where are you going? And because I had one, I told you I was going to tell it myself. (laughs) So I have one, uh, wedding that i that i did great couple great venue but there were literally three separate stations and it was like working your way up which is an amazing concept so the very 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 bottom of the hill was the wedding ceremony under this big beautiful tree then you're working your way up and then there's like this little um open air barn type of a situation that's where they had cocktail hour and then higher up the hill they had their wedding reception and that's where the dancing was going to be whoo three setups yeah you that's a lot of that's a lot of lead work that's a lot of breakup you know setup tear down me personally i hate dead air so just even that transition moment running from the ceremony right before the ceremony ends to the reception 
oh, I'm sorry, to the cocktail hour to start having music playing at cocktail hour so that as soon as they say, and then back in time for the ceremony, I should have had a team. I should, I should, have, I should have had one person with me at least to one help set up and tear down, which would have also saved a lot of time. But I really lucked out on that particular one because of the fact that there were some other industry type people that were just in attendance who jumped in and was like, "Yo, hey, let me help." That saved so much time, effort, and energy, and I also appreciate it. But I should have had a team that one. So you got to ask yourself, if I'm having like five different setups (laughs) for my day, can this person really handle all five locations? Those are questions you got to ask. And then, of course, you can weigh, you know, weigh against them and say, hey, or you know what? Oh, this is all being consolidated in one simple place. We're doing the ceremony. We're kicking everybody out. Everybody's coming back in. And that's dinner slash cocktail hour slash open dancing slash everything else. That may be the case. Having one person, you know, step in and facilitate just may be all you need. Or is it somebody that can actually cover much more ground and bring in a a solid team? Or do they have people that they would recommend? And those are questions to ask. And I'm going to do another episode that's literally just on asking certain questions to kind of get certain answers to get the best results. Because there are certain dynamics of weddings that you're not thinking about just because there is first of all is probably most likely hopefully nine times out of ten your very first wedding and if it's your very first wedding then it's like yeah you're going in and there is that that old saying what you don't know you don't know so you don't know what you don't know so oh i didn't know that but you didn't know that so it's not detrimental to you because you didn't know but i want to make sure that you're as informed as possible so to keep that in mind again Hit that follow if you haven't already done so, so you can stay up to date when I post new episodes for you. And I love giving you guys this content. So if you guys got any ideas, please hit me up. Shoot me a DM at DJ Ignite the number one on Instagram. But last time, the breakdown. Start all-inclusive if possible, if it works best for your budget, if it behooves you and puts you in the biggest winning situation. Go word of mouth. Again, trust the sources. Go trusted directories third such as a wedding wire or the knot. And then if you really don't know anyone and you really don't have money and you really just trying to like tie this wedding together on a shoestring budget, then that's when you hit like those other directories, such as like the Craigslist, the gig salads, um, the, the gig for use, stuff like that. Because, you know, again, you can get the components that you need for the lowest dollar. And then last case scenario, if you really trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents and stretch the quarter for the entire thing, then you might just have to, you know, for a DJ, hire DJ Spotify. And if you don't know what that means, that means literally have somebody bring a a phone or a laptop, grab a karaoke machine or a speaker of some sort, plug that bad boy in and that's it. Is that ideal? Absolutely not. It drives me crazy. Been to a couple of those too. Hate it. But you got to do what you got to do. So if literally you just don't have the money, you don't have the resources, then you might have to go that last option. You know, have everybody take photos on their iPhones, upload it to a shared drive or, you know, post it on social media. You download it from social media and then, you know, those are, that's your wedding album. You may just have to do that, but start your, start from the top and work your way down, work with what you have, do what's best for you, what's best for your budget, what makes the most sense. Um, for you because it is your day your wedding your reception your memories 
it literally is all about you. There is no right or wrong way to do it. One literally is not necessarily better than the other for you. It's ultimately about what works best for you, what you're the most comfortable with, and then just you doing you and making sure that you have a wedding and a reception that you're happy with, you're satisfied with, and that's going to give you pleasant memories for the duration of your wedding. So hopefully that is the rest of your life. So that's all I got for this episode. I'll catch y'all next week on the next one. Peace.